D P P P the Steve Dangle podcast with your hosts Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. So we'll start the show and say Happy International Women's Day uh, to every woman in your life. Uh, happy International Women's Day to them. Um, and uh, you know, sorry we didn't get to do the show on it, but very excited about it. Um, and I, the Leafs actually posted a a really great thing, and I think Sharina Ahmed had something to do with the article. And I I only got to top line it this morning because uh, I was working, but um, I was talking about the impact of Marie Philippe Poulin, and she she made the argument, and I don't think she's wrong. Uh, that she should probably be on the currency here pretty soon. Like, if you oh, have a Messier wow. stamp, how do you have Marie-Philippe Poulin, who scored, like, seven of the ten last, like, finals goals for them in the last All right. four or five what's, finals? What's the age? I, that, th- I feel like you got to be old to get off do you the have to? So you have to be retired? <laughs> like, that's on the, the cur- thing. Like, she's 30. Yeah. Like, that's... Are you, are you saying that she's got two or three more Olympics left? It, yeah, I am. I'm saying everybody on the money is... As old as the money, you know. Okay. Yeah. Hold hold off on putting her on the money because she might come up with some better pictures first. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like there might be other moments first. Yeah. Okay. Like, All, right. All right. Might not have like th- think about it. Like in a few years, you're gonna have to make more money uh, because she's not wearing enough gold medals. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. She's got at least one more to go. Wait. So you, if she gets the fifth one, because she's does she have four or does she have three? No, because uh, they lost that. Uh, the they, they lost, lost that 2010. 20, no, no, they, the very won 2010. Yeah, 2010. Um, and they very won 2014, and they won this one. So she's got three. So what we need her to do is get five, so then we can call it a golden five dollar bill. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So then, okay. and then the five dollar bill, by the way, in, for all of our American listeners, um, our money is all colored different colors because it makes it easier when you spread it out. American money is all green, mm-hmm. and so um, we could change the color of the blue five dollar bill to a golden five dollar bill, and it could be like a special <laughs> edition collector's thing. I thought you were gonna make it red, and I was like, okay, so what does the fifty get then? Oh no, no, the fifty no, stays no. red. Gold, she stays red. Um, she'll mm-hmm. need the Order of Canada first. Doesn't have that yet. I, okay. I assume that'll come eventually. Yeah. You know, for Marie Philippe Poulin. This is the kind of of life she's lived. <laughs> she's like our age. Yeah. And I, we're I, like, okay, so let's put her on the money. <laughs> yeah. Let's give her one of the highest civilian honors there is in the country. She's gonna get it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like <laughs> hockey, hockey Hall of Fame. Put her in. Oh, easy. Put her on the money. Give her the Order of Canada. Like, what else do you want? That's yeah. Easy. People Who talk about triple everything? gold. Like, I feel like that's better. Like, <laughs> better triple gold is better. It's a little bit better. <laughs> It's a little bit better. Uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, three golds, uh, one silver, couple world championships. No big deal. <laughs> I mean, you could count the world championships as the five. Three golds, two world you championships. Can. But then she's going to have six, and then that ruins the money. Well, we, we can do it right bill. now, and then we can update it <laughs> when she gets ten. Six dollar bill. There it is. Uh, yeah. Yep. Nailed Actually, you know what? That'd be kind of cool, too. Um, just some, some, some house cleaning notes. Uh, CJ and Julian are doing an extra show mm-hmm. for the trade deadline on Sunday, March 20th. Now, if that doesn't mean anything to you, that's fine. Uh, Sunday, <laughs> March 20th, two days before the end of winter, also the day before the trade deadline. The trade deadline is on Monday, March the 21st this year. In fact, we may even, I don't know if it makes any sense for us to do our Monday show that day. Because because it would be like maybe at night we record. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. maybe we could do that because we record 11 to 2 or 11 to 1, depending on the oh, day. Oh, no, it'd be useless. It'd be yeah. kind of stupid. Steve, right? you're also not going to be available because Sportsnet is going to want to want you to sit in a corner 
and then say, be ready for television, and then never call You're you. You're going to get 40 oh, seconds. It's, they haven't asked me to do that. that no, no, even, no, no, no. You'll so. get the call to sit in the corner and not be used. Nah. No, I'll <laughs> make lots of online content like I did last year, Jason. Mm -hmm. That's what I'll and do. And television will miss you. I don't think they will. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, CJ and Julian are doing a trade deadline warm-up show. I was talking a little bit to, to CJ yesterday. I went on a walk and gave him a call because it's warm enough now that I can walk along the beach here in my neighborhood. And uh, so we, ch we chatted trunks. a little bit. When I asked CJ to put, to, I'm like, how does this actually work? Because I know it used to be a fax, right? No, the facts. Yes. Mm -hmm. And apparently it's not a fax anymore. But he told me some stuff about the trade deadline that you may or may not know. And as somebody who watches hockey all the time and follows hockey closely, I didn't know. So he may have a little bit of that behind the scenes about how, like, the mechanics of... Oh, you're game. not going to tell us? No, I can't tell you. It's going on the CJ show. <laughs> yeah, this is a tease. <laughs> Just a little tickle. Little the new guy. I know, you're like, right? Oh, it's not a fax anymore. It's, I'm not telling you. It's a... What's the, what is it? We'll be right back after this. It's a, and it, then a Bieber song. It's a Twitter moment. Is what it is. <laughs> Can you imagine? Or a Twitter room. <laughs> what is that stupid thing? Spaces. That, is, that, is that we all signed up for and shouldn't have? Clubhouse? That's the one. Everybody told me Clubhouse was going to be the next big thing. Mm -hmm. Fart. It was for like an hour, an hour. And then everybody realized, hey, we can steal this idea. Also, nobody really wants to do it. Right. So like Spotify has their Spotify green room where they just have their own thing. That's yes. Clubhouse. Which I believe they bought green room. I think Spotify green room. Yeah. Was was an app on its own than Spotify, bought. and then they integrated with the app, and then Twitter made Twitter Spaces. So all these companies are just like we could do this too. We don't need Clubhouse, and then Clubhouse died. Yep. Anyways, Art. Yep. Tell us what the thing is. I can't tell you what the thing is. <laughs> Adam, don't Damn tell it. him. No, I'm not going to tell him. He's going to have to listen to CJ. Show. Here, I'll give you this. One time, the Leafs tried to trade Jonas Hoagland to the Boston Bruins, and uh, the trade fell through because the facts didn't go through on time. There you go. And that's why they got rid of the facts. That's why they didn't. They didn't know the facts. Um, also, uh, so yeah, so that's going to happen. And then CJ and Julian will have a Tuesday show that will wrap up the trade deadline. And you know, with CJ, it's it's going to be more than you know, because what you get on trade deadline day, and rightly so, is from you know whatever broadcast you're watching on. You're you're watching the trades as they happen. Who was traded? What was it for? Those are the main questions. Mm -hmm. Um. CJ and Julian are going to give you some of, yeah, obviously they're going to break down some of the trades, why they work for some teams, why they're a little bit disastrous for others, et cetera, et cetera. But what I think is going to be interesting is some of the stories that come out of the trade deadline. Yeah. That only CJ would have access to. Yeah. I, oh man. It's which one is going to be juicier. That's, that's a tough one. Uh, it's going to be a must listen heading into the deadline, the special Sunday show. But I want to know what the close calls were. Oh yeah. Yeah. If, I mean, if, if you can release those, like it's, it, I bet, yeah. I bet CJ and Frege and anybody else that does that job knows. But if they were to drop that, it could put them in a bad position with whatever source they have. The question was asked on uh, yesterday's CJ show or Monday CJ show. Uh, Julian asked him, "Hey, what was the biggest deal that went down but didn't happen?" Ooh. And CJ said, "I'm not going to reveal that until all the parties are done." So Whoa. I'm sure he knows all of these things, but we're never going to hear it until all of the people who are involved in the deals and the trades are no longer have anything on the line. Because all the teases have been like, not just from him, but from everyone. Like, oh, so-and-so working on something big. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they're working on something big. And I get to hear about all the scouts that are scouting at the scout place. And I don't know, I, like with the Flyers and Avs or Flyers and Panthers, it's like, just kiss already. Like what, what you... <laughs> the Giroux trade, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it's all very interesting. Owen Tippett back the other way. Owen Tippett, 
everybody was watching him play the other night. I feel like we haven't made a big enough deal out of the fact that Kyle Dubas essentially said, oh, yeah, no, we're doing stuff. He, he said they're only doing one move. Yeah, yeah but, 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 but what did you do the other episode where it's like, oh no, we won't hold Jake Muzzin? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh Thumbs yeah, for up, sure, Kyle. Winky, winky. Like, well, we're only doing one move, and he could end up doing a thousand. Mm-hmm. He um, said, "We're done, and we're done in goal. We're done in the forward group. We just need defensemen." Also, the Gilmore trade with Calgary was one move. <laughs> That's it involved very like true. nine people. Sure, yep. but yep. it's one move. Sure. You know, so yeah. and also like what what counts as a move. Mm-hmm. Like the Barabanov for Swomela trade last year, D- does that count? Yes. Is that a big yes. deal? It's it's on the it's on the ticker on the TSN ticker of the number of trades of that day. It made it go up one. Listen, it depends on how sick of a puppy you are. Because yesterday <laughs> in the written version of Thirty Two Thoughts, Elliot Friedman is like uh, Joey Duzak, who's a defenseman for the Marlies. Uh, is potentially looking for a new start, and I was like, oh yes, <laughs> what's going on there, Fridge? Tell me, give me more of the Duzak, and like the Newzak. Like that <laughs> trade may never affect not just the Leafs roster, but any. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, mean, I want to see what happens. He's though. got thirty-seven points in thirty-seven games in the AHL. So uh, that's good. something like that. Something it's like a crazy number. But he's twenty-four, and if if you're looking at if you're Joey Duzak, you're looking at the Leafs going. Yeah, I don't think I got a chance here. I think we've already spent too much time on the joint. No, no, we haven't spent enough with CJ. To be honest, okay. there if there were like 10 scouts, there have been like 10 scouts yeah. at every Marley's game for like the last three weeks. Sure. Well, because the Marley's play in Toronto. Yeah. Like, I, I that was another point that you was play made. In Toronto. The, you play in Toronto. Anyway, you were saying. With CJ, I hope Julian can ask him, and I hope he can answer, what's the difference between the sports net Trade deadline day and the TSN oh, deadline day. Because good CJ question. is one of like less than a handful of people who are going to experience at the height both of those shows. Who has done both? I think just him and Dreger. Sarah Volley. Because he was on it oh, uh, yeah. last year. Yeah. TSN. But was he live? I don't yeah, know. I think he was live from yeah. that studio in his house. Right? Which one? Oh, you no, know, he no, wasn't no. He wasn't in the room. Yeah, like, I don't count it. I which, don't count it. Oh, you want, you were talking different. in the room. CJ is going to be one of only people who's in both rooms. Did, it is a bad reference, but didn't Keenan do both? Mike Keenan? As like a, he, Mike know. Keenan used Ooh. to do TSN, and I know he did the Sportsnet roundtable with Berkey and a couple yeah. of players. I don't think he was on which, deadline day, though. I think he was. I think, oh, yeah. I think I remember that. And it wasn't that he was breaking trades. It was always like, hey, Mike, what do you think about yeah. this? And he's like, I'm an awful coach. And then, uh, and then it was like, wow, that's so great. Anyway, back to James Duffy. So um, it. it <laughs> sure. uh, I hope he can answer that question. That's a really you good know, one. give us the insides of what's the difference between the two war rooms. Hey, Mike, what do you think? I alienated Gretzky. Okay. Anyway, back to James Duffy. Wow. Um, okay. I think I think it's a uh, it's going to be fascinating. That I hope mm-hmm. we can ask. Uh, that's the a bre- damn good. Question. The breakfast Ooh. in Sportsnet is good. Is it? That's all. I Do they cater over. it? Oh, they better. They better. It's there's twelve like hours. There's like Guys. a thousand of us, and we have to stand I, there I all just, day. Well, because I just remember that. Remember the Jeff O'Neill where he was caught on the hot mic when they went to commercials. Like, can I get a hamburger? <laughs> Do you remember no. that? He was no. starving because it was like midway through the game or the thing, and they made a big bit out of it. It was hilarious. Jeff's so funny. Like they made they had him. I think they were ordering lunch on like Uber Eats or something like that. Mm. And he was like, oh, can I get a hamburger? Like just as they went to commercial break. <laughs> and like, and by the way, it was so good. I, I cherished that. I, ch- I, I still look at it as a big deal because okay, it is a big deal. I, I worked at Leafs TV 
and I wrote the packs, I edited them myself, I uploaded them myself, mm -hmm. and then I got my job at CBC doing basically the same thing. And I walk into the editing suite and they're like, um, and this is your editor, Dave. I'm like, my editor? What? Mm -hmm. And then on Saturday, you know, I'm working one of my first shifts, someone comes around with pizza. I'm like, there's pizza? Mm-hmm. So basically what I'm saying is not every place caters. <laughs> right. And it's great. And people, people would complain about, oh man, it's pizza again. Or, oh, it's calzones again. And I was just like, you have no idea. You should do some reps at uh, Leafs TV, my friend. Right. Yeah. It's uh, tough. Which no longer exists. But O-Dog's been peeking on uh, these Leafs intermissions. Like he's been hilarious. There's, there's one moment in the quiz yesterday where he's like, I wish I could walk off set for that question. Like, uh, what the nickname for the top line? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was real, real good stuff. Yeah, he's a he's a funny Hat guy. Tip man. to them. Yeah, should we get O Dog on? I would love be to fun. have O Dog. Can we have him yeah. on? I don't know. I we follow each other on Insta or on Twitter. <laughs> DM him. Mm. I work for Bell. I'm sure I could email him on the internal email thing. You oh, can walk up to you Court. Take your take your yeah. hiking shoes. Well, it's a ten kilometer campus, but believe it or not, that CTV TSN campus is ten <laughs> Dude, square kilometers. It's oh, yeah. so large and inconvenient. It's, it's, <laughs> it's when you we we did a photo shoot there, Jesse and I once, and it was like, what is this place? It's, it's so far out to nowhere. It was like when you tried. Okay, to okay, okay. Stop that for a minute. It's getting it there is fine for me, but it's getting like, anywhere once I'm there, it's is like hard. a three year old built it in Minecraft. It's just so stupid. The whole layout. It's terrible. It's it's ginormous. Uh, like honestly, like if TSN ever like disbands or whatever, it would make like a for a great car manufacturing class. Oh, you'd like that, wouldn't you? <laughs> TSN to disband, wouldn't you? Yeah, you'd I would. like that. Yeah, I would. You? Yeah. Yeah, blue gang. <laughs> Except for what's weird about that is that you're actually red gang. Because Rogers and then Bell is blue gang, yeah. except for their brands, which are in reverse. TSN is red, Bell is blue. Because well, the we're just yeah. different kinds the of Espen, purple. Yeah, the Espen connection. Espen. That's right. Steal all their branding. Uh, I want to say this, and I want to read this headline. I'm going to start. Headline from the Athletic: Austin Matthews isn't just the MVP front runner. He may be the best player in the league right now. Maybe the best player in the league right now. This is written by Adam W. No, so I don't. Do write, start writing for the Athletic. I do not write for the Athletic, but Jonas Siegel does. I'm telling you guys, Austin Matthews is the best player in the league. I've been saying this for weeks. I got lit up. The only TikTok we've ever had on SDPN that went viral was me saying that Austin Matthews is better than Connor McDavid right now. Right now. Michael Bunting. He's the best player in the league. Now, Michael Bunting's a little bit... Okay. My, Michael Bunting's no, a little bit... No, no, this bit, is what Michael no. Bunting said about Matthews. Yeah, yeah. For a moment, I was like... Mm. No, Michael Bunting is not the best player in the league. Michael Bunting is not. He might not be the the second best player on his line. Okay. In fact, he's not. He's not. Don't even might. Best goals per game seasons in the past 25 years. Can you name the top three? Name three players in the top three. Gotta be Ovechkin. Gotta be Stamkos. Gotta be Matthews. I'm going to go with Matthews, Dreisaitl, Ovechkin. I'll give you the answer. And number three, Austin Matthews, 2020 and 2021, a .79 goals per game. Two years? Number two, Alexander Ovechkin, a .79. That's an 07-08. And number one, Austin Matthews this year in 54 games, oh, a .80. I didn't know we could do that. Yeah, we can. Was... This is what I'm saying. <laughs> and I'm going to keep hitting this home. And then I'll leave you alone. Oh. Okay? Nah. Austin Matthews has... 35 goals in 37 games. Mm -hmm. And Kevin Papetti point, pointed out on Twitter last night, and he doesn't even get to play the Leafs. 
It's <laughs> <laughs> a good tweet, right? That's Kevin. a really <laughs> follow Kevin. He's very funny. Um, ah, thank you for that, Kevin. That's wonderful. From James Myrtle, Austin Matthews is now only four points from the NHL scoring lead. Like in points. In mm-hmm. points. He leads the league in goals by five, and he leads the league in goals uh, by six at five on five, which is where it's more important, if I'm going to be honest with you. Power play goals matter. Yeah. But it's harder at five on five. Would we agree? Yes, it's harder. It's it's like, uh, you know, the the uh, a couple points I made in the LFR last night, right? I haven't watched it yet. I know you haven't. So, basically. I, I was at work this morning. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm giving you a hard time. It's, yeah, the video was probably posted when you got up. <laughs> probably like four. Sounds like you had plenty of time. Yeah, poor producer Drew. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can't plug it into your car on the way to What's work. What's wrong with you? Come on. Come on. What's the problem? You're right. You know what? I'm not devoted enough to you, Steve. No, you're not. <laughs> you're not. I'm not a good enough friend. I apologize. No. Yeah, yeah. You know, you jerk. Please no, continue. But, uh, listen, Matthews is, we're going to ignore that Igor Shosturkin exists for a moment. Matthews has a really good shot at hitting 60. He's got a greater than zero shot at the Art Ross. Yes. And we he could think do, he's not going to win? He could do Art Ross and Rocket. Mm-hmm. And, not, and, 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 and tell me at that point he's not the Hart Trophy winner. And so a Rangers, fan, a Rangers fans have been all over me, and you guys have been hilarious. Rangers fans, one Ranger fan reached out today. He's like, you know, it's not about goals and assists, though. It's about where your team would be without this particular player. And that's why I think Shesterkin gets the MVP. And because it's most valuable to his team because the NHL's stupid. Remember that. Yeah. Okay. So I want to just let's let's go through goals for uh, and goals against. Mm-hmm. You think the Leafs would be great with those? <laughs> That's what I wanted to go, go through. This. So <laughs> the Leafs have 213 goals for and 171 against. Take away 43 of those. That puts you at 180 and 171, which is roughly just about seventh in the league or in That's their actually conference. Not bad. No, so we're, I know. we're in the league. In the, no, in the, league? the conference. In the conference. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I meant the conference. Do, I do league. League? Uh, I'm kind of looking at here. You'd be about 15th in the league, which is where Vegas and, and Vegas and Dallas are right now. Middle of 15, 16. That's actually not too bad. That's, that's because they're a good team. Hmm. But Austin Matthews has taken them from that to fifth in the NHL. Man. Right? We, Just his we, goal totals. Can we compare Igor Shosturkin's numbers to Carey Price's Hart Trophy season numbers? Oh, yeah. Oh, this is very good. Very good. So I pulled it up right now. This is not where, where I thought you were going. Carey Price, Hart Trophy season. Mm-hmm. 9.33 save percentage. <laughs> wow. 1.96 GAA. 44 wins, 16 losses, 6 OT losses. What, say that record again. 44, 16, and 6. So basically, if you scored, if the Habs scored three goals, it's curtain. Mm-hmm. That game's yep. over. 44, 16, oh, 6, 933, 196. Igor Shosturkin, currently 28, 6, and 3. <laughs> 942, mm-hmm. 193. So he's, he's beaten carry the in other the two point, key categories. The other point I made in that video, you should watch it, it's great. Um, is the MVP race in baseball between Shohei Otani and Vladdy Guerrero. Mm -hmm. It seemed absurd that one of them would lose. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Rangers fans and Leafs fans, I think we can meet in the middle. These are both stupid seasons. Yep. Like the, the, since the year 2000, there have been what? Two 60 goal seasons. Mm -hmm. And Matthews might get the third. 
and he might not win the heart. But this was the point that we made uh, before the show. So you said in the LFR that how could you win 60 goals and not win the heart? And I brought up uh, Steven Samkos did it, and then I checked to see if Ovechkin did win the heart, and he did win it the year he scored 65. So Ovi did, but Samkos didn't. Samkos did not win the heart that year. It's, man, but 940 so dumb. But it is. 940 but dumb. But 60 goals is so dumb. Yeah. They're both so dumb. Listen, listen. If... If Matthews were to lose the MVP to Shosturkin, I would be really disappointed for him. But it would not be like Shosturkin didn't deserve it. And that's, I think a lot of people think, it's so weird, right? You say one player is good and they're like, what about this guy? Do you think he's shit? Obviously, Shosturkin have, is having no. a historically good Lean year. Lean into it. Yes, I do. He's going, I don't. I don't. I think he's great. Yes, I do. Um, Siv. I, I am, I'm giving the edge to Matthews on this one because I don't think there's a player that scores like this person at all. There's no, just not, and no. to be honest with you, and people, this, this makes me laugh. I heard Kipper say it, um, and I love Kipper, and I've heard other people try to tweet it at me. They're like, you know, uh, we're, yeah, but where is he in the points race? Well, first off, he's five points back. Second, assists Yeah, matter. where's Shosturkin in the point race? Yeah, exa well, exactly. He's, not, he's nowhere. He's near the bottom. Bum. He's like number 600. <laughs> he tried to score the he other night. Oh, yeah, yeah he did. That, if he scores that goal, he gets the other He might have to get yeah, it. I mean, yeah. he's already locked down the vest. He has to win the vest. But, but, easy, easy. But. You know, people are like, well, goals don't matter more than assists are the same. No, they're not. You know why? Because they give out double the amount of assists that they do goals. Right. That alone. <laughs> you can, if you could score a goal and get two assists on it, assists are immediately half. Immediately half. And there's plenty of people in the league who, who get a bunch of assists, and I'm not trying to take away from assists again. But if you're asking me what's more important, they're not the same. Goals are more important. Goals are worth more. Austin Matthews scores them in piles. Check this out. Again, I'm going to throw this at you. Mm -hmm. Another stat. Throw. Austin Matthews recorded his 11th multi-goal game of 2021. The only player with more multi-goal outings in a season is Rick Vive with 15. He did it in 83-84. He also did it in 81-82 with 14 and 12 in 82-83. It's insane. That puts Austin Matthews... Um, uh, also, he, he makes the top 10 most multi-goal games before the age of 25. He is in the top 10 all time between... Gret Behind Gretzky, Lemieux, Bossy, Ovechkin, Goulet, uh, Richard Martin, Pat Lafontaine, Dale Hallerchuk, Yeri Curry, and Yarmir Yager. He's got 50 of them. And here's Drag Like Pull had a great tweet. Check this out. Era adjusted, if you're into this sort of thing. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. How close is Matthew's 36 goals in 37 games to Gretzky's 50 and 39 adjusted for era? If you do a quick adjustment based on league wide goals per game, 36 and 37 today is equivalent to. 49 in 39 in 1981. Wow. So it's not quite Gretzky. Right. Not quite Gretzky. Then I get it. By the way, a bunch of people added me on LinkedIn because of our ads with LinkedIn, which is super cool. Um, Martin Krepper from Sweden said even the Swedish reporters are saying Austin Matthews might be the best player in the world. And he sent me the, the, the article. So here's the thing, guys. The question is not right now, is Austin Matthews the best player in the world? That has been decided. Whether you like it or not, factually speaking, he's the best player in the world. Currently, you're going to have to at currently this, at, at this, this moment, moment. You're going to have to prove to me and the rest of the world why he's not. <laughs> now, that's the conversation. So I'm changing the conversation from he is the best player in the world or is he the best player in the world. The answer is yes. We know that established number one. And as soon as Connor McDavid puts away his invisibility cloak, I'm sure. Wow. I'm sure that we'll get back to, that was for you, Edmonton. I'm sure we'll get back to 
it being a, a two-horse race. But let me throw this at you. Mm-hmm. Connor McDavid has five goals in his last 10. That's a, lot of, that's a lot of goals. It sure is. For a team that's, you know, sometimes up and down. Sidney Crosby's got six in his last 10. Hey. Austin has 11 in his last 10. <laughs> He's on fire. Can I, can I hear, this is separate from the conversation, but Matthews has 242 career goals in 388 games. There's a chance he hits 250 goals before he hits 400 games. That's crazy. That's so dumb. He's on pace. Like, if he keeps this up, and really he's only got to keep it up for a few years and then just be a consistent goal scorer for the back nine of his career. Um, 600 goals automatically gets you into the Hall of Fame. Every single player who has ever scored 600 goals is in the Hockey Hall yes. of Fame. The lone exception is Yarmir Yager, and that's because he's still playing. <laughs> and Alexander Ovechkin. And Alexander Ovechkin because he's still playing. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about a like a nearly slam dunk Hall of Fame career. Where was he in the play? Guys, there, first of all, there's still so much time left. And I'm telling no lies. 600 goals is hockey's 3,000 hits. You're in the Hall. Yeah. That's it. No question. Um, but I guess... The conversation being this year, right now, is he the Hart Trophy right winner? Now. I mean, we're witnessing a truly, a truly unique uh, two horse race here, um, and I don't know. Like, you have a, a center versus a center, a center versus a winger, even two skaters going up against each other. It's so much easier to handicap. Uh, you have, you know, the best goal scorer in the sport taking on the best goalie in the sport. It just depends on what you value more. And by the way, that's really exciting. It's so exciting. I love something like this. And I've loved every bit of debate that Rangers fans have thrown my way. I love of it. Of course. This is what this is all about. This is what makes hockey fun. Debates like this. It's the best. Please keep it coming. And Shosturkin, like, he's been so good that he's got to bust through the thing that all goalies have to bust through in this conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, he only plays in like two-thirds of the games. Right. And that's not a shot. It's just true. Not, no goalie plays every game. There are, there are no more Gump Worsleys. Uh, <laughs> you know? Were yeah. you guys sent the all-time goals per game chart? Slash, did you see the tweet? I, uh, I think I it. saw it, but I don't remember. Why? So, do you need it? No. Okay. I have it up. <laughs> okay. Mike Bossy. I wish I could read that. Mario Lemieux. Cy Denny. Cy Denny, I think. Yeah. Denny. Who played in, like, what, the 30s? Babe Die. 30s. What's your number great five? Name? Babe Die. Austin Matthews. Yeah. He's number he's ahead of uh Alexander Ovechkin's pace. He's ahead of Wayne Gretzky's pace. He's ahead of Brett Hall, Bobby Hall. Every great. He's number five on the goals per game. It's since if he keeps up this pace, he'll if he can play amount of games, if he keeps up the pace, he'll pass Ovi, which is insane to say. But what he's doing is historic in every sense of the word. Wow. Bossy was truly ridiculous. And Lemieux. We were robbed of those two players. Mike Bossy, it pisses me off how his, I think his knees fell apart on him. Uh, or back. Oh, it's back. Uh, yes. Uh, and it, he scored 50 until he didn't and then retired. Yeah. And he, he's right to say, and I know, I know he doesn't like Gretzky at all. Like there's this whole, you should read out. There's some stories Supposedly about that. Supposedly he's pretty crotchety. Yeah. He's crotchety yeah. about the fact that his, his team did something more impressive than the 80s Oilers. Unquestionably. The, the Islanders Five dynasty straight. is far more impressive than the Oilers dynasty when you look at one thing. And the one thing is they won four cups in a row. 
And beat Gretzky to do it. They beat Gretzky to do it. They beat Lafleur to do it. They beat, uh, didn't they beat Marcel Dion? Didn't LA make it too? Uh, the, there was, or the Flyers made it. There's, there's heat there. There's actual heat. Like those two teams, uh, there was high they, competition with those two. They didn't like each other. No. And I, I have to say, I, I think when Islanders fans say like, we don't get the respect we deserve, I think they're right. 100%. I think the reason that Gretzky and the Oilers get all the attention is because like the Islanders were like a, like a team team. Gretzky was otherworldly, mm-hmm. right? They didn't have like bossy scored at an outrageous rate. You know, Gretzky had 215 points in a season. Like, it was just, there was like, it just was, it was goofy. There's something about cheering for greatness as the underdog. Um, and I, I don't quite know how to word it, so I'll use this comparison. The Red Wings, when they went to the Stanley Cup final back-to-back years against the Penguins, back-to-back years, were full of greats and full of Hall of Fame careers. But... I couldn't help but root for the greatness of Sidney Crosby because he was a player who, from the moment his career began, we knew we were going to be talking about him as one of the all-timers. Mm-hmm. And you hear that story in a book on Audible. Oh, you sure oh. can. That the television By, tells no, you about no, every, you have to pay us for that. that every five, five seconds. Joe Megan Yellow, is, for some reason, is doing No, <laughs> have to pay us for that. Absolutely not. They should run more of those ads. I haven't seen them enough. No. <laughs> does, does he have a book? You know, no. he talks too much about his book. Like you I talk, would never. No, you would never. <laughs> I would never. Yeah, no, not, not at all. Right, um, no, but I couldn't help but cheer, and I think a lot of the hockey world couldn't help but cheer for the coronation of Sidney Crosby. Of course. It was something that was missing for a long time from Alexander Ovechkin's career. Mm-hmm. Do you see how much more willing we are to talk about his place in hockey history mm-hmm. since he won the Cup? His goal-scoring pace has always been this dumb. Yeah, and... It- it, honestly, they did the same with LeBron until it wasn't that he won one. It was sort of like, oh yeah, he won, he won two and went to three finals in a row. But he did it with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh, so it doesn't really count. Look at what Michael Jordan did, and then he went. To, what did LeBron end up going to? Seven finals in a row. Eight. Uh, yeah, eight. He had to. He had to do the one in Cleveland to get the respect. Yes, like that was that was the one that mattered. That's wild. Yeah, and that's how it, high Michael Jordan set the bar. Right now, with Ovi, we wouldn't be talking about his goal record at all. We'd be talking about how does Washington win a cup for Ovi? You know, he's not going to be one of the all-time greats if he can't win. That'd be the only thing we talked about for months and years of the rest of his career. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy he has that now. We have some perspective, but it just shows how much championships mean and how they if do. Austin Matthews doesn't win a championship, like this whole thing is irrelevant. Well, and and Dude, you're right. I think I think the other thing to say about that is is instead of and this is what I get in my replies now. It's not about I keep saying he's the best player right now. Yeah. What I keep getting now is uh, it's not an, an actual valid argument as to why he's not. Because I take the Hart Trophy out of it. He's the best player right now. Now it's, yeah, but he can't make it past the first round. That's not the point you're That's making. Not, but <laughs> like, they're right. He has not yet done that sure. with the team. So he has to do that. Mm-hmm. I hate that, that that he has to wear that reputation around his neck. Because he struggled to score in last year's playoffs. And because he's been a monster the rest of the time. Dude, the 2019 series against Boston, he had five goals in seven games. Yeah, that was Willie's turn last year. And they, yep, yep. And rest of the team just sort of abandoned. If he doesn't, if the Leafs don't make it out of the first round this year again, like, there's some serious conversation. Man. Like, you're allowed, to, you're allowed to criticize him for that if if he doesn't make it past the first I round. Okay, but what allowed- if he does it again where he's got, like, five goals in seven games and they lose? I think you have you to win. win. <laughs> Fuck. What are you asking? Yo, man. Okay, look. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Okay. So you have... Um, Marcel Dion. Bum. 
you have um, a uh, 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 you have a, a a deal that you're working on, right? A deal. Could be a, I don't know what the deal is, but you're working on it, and you you want this deal to happen. Ah, you're trying to buy a house. Ah, trying to buy a house. You're real close to buying the house. It's One in multiple dollar. offers. Okay, because that's all the Toronto real estate market is. It's in multiple offers. And you're right down on the wire with one other buyer. And it's sort of like almost an auction setting. Like, here we go, here we go, here we go. And you put in their, your last bid and they put in their last bid and you lose. Man, did you put in a good effort? But did you get the house? You don't get a house. And that might not be your fault. You have zero houses. You have zero houses. Yeah, you, can't, you don't get most of the house. So, so You get zero houses. I think people have a relevant point when they say, yeah, he's never made it out of the first round though. Does it distract? Does it mean that he's not the best player in the world right, right now? No. That isn't that, that isn't that the point you're making? That yes. He's best play, that, yeah. Yes. But That's, people saying that, I'm like, I get it. All right. I, I get love it. that I've dragged us so far away from the heart conversation. Doesn't matter. We're chatting. Just we're just chatting. Yeah. Just having a little um, chat. Let's talk about this too, and and we'll talk about the shocking, the sh just the shocking game all around that both teams played last night, uh, in a minute. But the other conversation that has started to creep in is who's going to win the Calder? Oh, baby. And I hate to tell you this, but it's another Leaf who is at least going to be in the top two. Let's. Detroit is making a real push for their guy. Yeah. Who is who, Steve? Well, Moritz Sider and Lucas Raymond, who looked like one and two for a very long time. So what's happened? Let's have a conversation about feelings mm -hmm. um, and how they don't matter. Okay. So. <laughs> We had a uh, we had a conversation years ago about Connor McDavid versus Artemi Panarin. Okay, for the Calder. Yeah, eighteen-year-old Connor McDavid scoring at a torrid pace despite getting his collarbone broken in the middle of the season yeah, that's and playing sucks. amazingly. And he had he was playing with the the McYakpoo line, the McYakpoo line, and uh, but there was also a super rookie on the Chicago Blackhawks who was thirty-eight years old by the name of Artemi Panarin. Mm -hmm. And he was shooting the lights out. Mm -hmm. Was he shooting the lights out at the pace of Connor McDavid? Lord, no. Mm -hmm. But he put up way more points than McDavid. But, 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 who's going to be the best player? Who's going to be the better player? Obviously, Connor McDavid. Who is the better player? Obviously, Connor McDavid. Who has had the better rookie season? It's Artemi Panarin. And people say, yeah, but my feelings say he doesn't feel like a rookie. McDavid feels like a rookie. Mm -hmm. Panarin doesn't. He played in the KHL for years. The dude is in his mid-20s. He doesn't feel like a rookie. Well, you see, you see what, what I got here? It's a piece of paper with all the Calder criteria, <laughs> and it doesn't actually care how you feel is the problem. Okay. So, um, Panarin is under this age. Mm -hmm. um, he has played under this amount of games. Mm -hmm. And um, there's actually no clause in here about your feelings. So Lucas Raymond and Moritz Sider feel like rookies. They feel like they're going to be better players. Let's be honest. There's no but about it. They're going to be better players. Some might argue that they're already better players. But Michael Bunting does not feel like a rookie. No. Which is very strange because you see here, 
He actually meets all of the Calder criteria. Mm-hmm. He's under this age. He's under this amount of games played. And regardless of how you feel, he's, he's a Calder candidate. Cider has slowed down a little bit. Raymond has slowed down a little bit. Bunting? Fuego. Heating up. Heating up. Dude's going to hit like 60 plus points. 20's probably even going to... You know what? He's matched with 30 goals, Mm -hmm. and they're in the talking phase right now. To backtrack on the story you just told, on how uh, hockey narratives get taken over by the the Twitter universe and the hockey fan universe, but then when it comes down to it and the writers have the vote, they usually just do the right thing and it's not even a conversation. Mm -hmm. Who finished second in Calder voting that year? Uh, In the year that Panarin won it? Yeah. Oh, I don't think it was McDavid. It wasn't McDavid. It was Shane Gostisbehere. What? Yeah, he had a better season than Connor McDavid. Because he was an all-star, too, Arte- wasn't he? Artemi Panarin received 83% of the votes that year. It wasn't a question. When it came down to, hey, the check is on the table, pay your bill, the writers knew what they were talking about. And they didn't listen to the Twitter narrative. Ah, oh, McDavid, he should have won it. McDavid only got, uh, let me see, 25 first-place votes. Shane Gostisbehere got 33 first-place votes. And Arte- Artemi Panarin got 88 first-place votes. Uh, Goss's Bear, for reference, had 17 goals, 29 assists. McDavid had 16 goals, 32 assists. And Panarin ran away with it with 30 goals, 47 assists, 77 points. He was dominant from start to finish. McDavid didn't even play most of the year. And the writers looked at it and said, yeah, this is a stupid conversation that everybody's having on Twitter, but it's not going to come into our factor when we're actually voting. No, no. So the way we remember isn't how it went down. It wasn't a question. It was a runaway victory for Panarin. 83% wow. of the vote. And McDavid finished in third in Calder voting his rookie year. Man. It's, Michael Bunting is going to run away with this because he's running away with the points race in the rookie scoring. And the conversation I hear from some fans coming out of Detroit is that what Sider's doing at 19 is more impressive than irrelevant than bunting at 26. No, that's irrelevant. I you, agree. You and get irrelevant. You get bonus points for being younger. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. The writers aren't going to think about it like that. That's no. your yeah. fandom coming out. And that's how you're. And that's to argue. OK. That's OK. Here's the thing. But it's not in the end. It's going to be bunting. A, you're right. B, you're wrong. <laughs> hey, uh, and also, I, I just want to throw this out there for the Detroit fans pushing for Raymond and Sider. Cool. Totally yeah. get that. But they're completely ignoring Trevor Zegris. Yeah. And they're completely ignoring Anton Lindell. Oh, yeah. Like, Real good no player. one's talking about Anton Lindell in Florida, how he's absolutely come out and crushed it as a centerman. Mm-hmm. He's in the, Florida. He is. He and Zegris are the only centermen on this list. That's got to count for something, doesn't it? Plays in Florida, though. He's getting disrespected. I, By the way, yeah. I have 13 missed calls from Alan asking if we've talked about Huberto yet. <laughs> and that little heart trophy conversation. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, that's that's the moose bush. <laughs> we got to get to Huberto all the other. He's the league in assists. Well. He's probably a heart trophy candidate if he leads the league in assists. I don't know. Oh, anyway, I can't play yeah, sorry for the disrespect in, in Florida. Lundell and Huberto. <laughs> No respect. Uh, they no get respect. no respect. Um, hey, listen. So, Bunting, yeah. So, you say Bunting. You say he's your Calder favorite right now. Right now. It's not the who is going to have a better career trophy. Mm-hmm. That, <laughs> yeah, the career trophies are the Hall of Fame, the Hart, the Vesna, the Selkie. Those are the career trophies. Yeah, like, it's just, it's, listen, I get it. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, in a fantasy draft, who are you taking? Lucas Raymond, Michael Bunting. <laughs> Lucas Raymond. Lucas Raymond. Yeah. Who are you taking? Moritz Sider, Michael Bunting. Moritz Sider. Okay, who's had a better rookie season this year? So Michael far? Bunting. Michael Bunting. Is what it is, bro. Is mm-hmm. listen, it's no disrespect. It's listen, the guy's caller Calder eligible. Mm-hmm. Change the rules if you don't like it. Um, like we've had Calder winners in their thirties. And they, they that's when they changed the rules. <laughs> that's when they changed the rules <laughs> yeah. and this, then then that wasn't good enough for right. you can't for make up people. your own criteria for the award. You can't say being younger is more valuable. But Jesse, I feel yeah. <laughs> you can't say Account for my feelings on this award that means actually nothing to me. I was on a conference call uh, for, it was OHL Rookie of the Year when I covered Junior. Um, Evgeny Gratchev won. (laughs) Yeah, do we all know about Evgeny Gratchev? He was my favorite. Oh, man. God, he he had a great career. When he played for the... um, Winter Spitfires. Brampton Battalion. That's hey, close. It's Within close. a five-hour drive. I think, <laughs> I want to say he was once under contract with the New York Rangers. and But he was asked about it because he was 19. This was the thing. That's, it's a oh, trophy. Oh, yeah. It's a trophy traditionally for the 17, is sometimes 18, 17, and on rare occasions, 16. And he was 19 because he was an OHL rookie. And they asked him about it, and he's like, well, I'm not a rookie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, Evgeny, yes, you are. Mm-hmm. Actually, according to the criteria, you are. And his name is on that trophy forever. Man, to me, rookie means your first year. That's all yep. it means. I know there's an age limit in the NHL. I think that's pretty stupid. A rookie means rookie. Yeah. Andrew Raycroft won the Calder in his fourth NHL season. <laughs> that's actually true. Yes. That's a thing yeah. that happened. He never hit the bar. Never hit the bar. Alex Nedeljkovic... Uh, was nominated for the Calder last year, and he's still eligible this year. He's super not going to win it, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot believe. <laughs> there has been, uh, like we said, we with apologies to Don yeah. Riddell. <laughs> we owe all of Carolina an apology. Oh, my God. What happened? Also, <laughs> Detroit's just not very good. Yeah, but he was fine earlier. Yeah, but they don't have... Well, they, I, all they do is allow goals. Like, there was the a thing. brief moment this season where there could have been an argument that Detroit could have all three Calder nominees. Steve. And he evaporated. What was the face? What was the face that you just gave me when you referred to Nadalkovich? Just give me the face. Okay, look at the camera. Give it the face. Okay, let's say... <laughs> let's see what Steve's face... Keep doing the face. What's, face. what's Steve's face when I bring up Philip Grubauer? Does it change at all? Okay, changes a little. Okay, what about Mrazek and Campbell? Okay, not great either. Mm-hmm. All right, so mm-hmm. listen. I, I wanted to sw- switch subjects for a minute because I didn't know which was more appalling last night. Seattle's defense and goaltending or the Leafs? Mm-hmm. And Seattle's, I, Seattle's <coughs> is, is worse, mm-hmm. but like it's a low bar. I've Listen, I have coping strategies for my therapist and yeah. I figured out how I'm going to get through this week. <laughs> okay. They have four games that... Do not matter. Don't. Blue Jackets. Yep. They won. Doesn't matter. Kraken. Won. Doesn't, Doesn't matter. matter. Yeah. They got Arizona, the hottest team in the NHL. Nick Ritchie with five points in five games for Arizona. Yeah, yeah. on the Coyotes' fart. We, Doesn't we got, matter. We got to talk about the fart. Phil Kessel thing. Yes, we the got Phil it. Kessel thing is yeah. the coolest thing in the world. I got yeah. it on the line. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. And, then, tri- and Arizona last night is the one who uh, scored seven goals against Nadell. Yeah. yeah so. The Coyotes just gave Travis Boyd nearly $2 million a year. Fart. <laughs> and uh, the third, the fourth one is Buffalo. And if it weren't outside, I would not care. Buffalo's the home team for that, right? 
Yeah. That's that's disrespectful. I don't know. Confusing as shit. Uh, it's in Canada, you guys. It's very confusing. <laughs> so uh, I decided I don't care how they win. <laughs> I just want them to win. Now, there is a problem with my plan. Last night, they were losing in the third period, and I went, oh, I hadn't planned on this. They're playing bad and losing. <laughs> huh. But if they play bad and win, don't care. Rack, rack up the points. Yeah. Just rack up the points, baby. And then when they won, ah, they blew a what? <laughs> a lead. All I remember is them ending the game with one. <laughs> Woo! Woo! That's I mean, they, all I cared about. Like, I mean, listen, you can you could get upset about them blowing another 3-1 lead, or you could look at their fifth in the NHL. Woo! And how are they still fifth? Because they're a really good team. That's so through all of this. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they got the worst goaltending since, like, ever. Columbus, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, the guy, not the team. They're <laughs> and they're still winning. Yep. They're st- I don't get it. I don't get it. It it's makes because, you wonder how good they're going to be when stuff works. Well, it's because uh, Austin Matthews is the best player on earth. <laughs> um, Jared McCann, by the way, signed a five-year extension with the Kraken yesterday. They knew what they bucks. were doing with that. Oh, yeah. That was well timed. I thought Ron that was Francis. really Ron Francis and Dubas are also friends. Like, are they? Yeah, they're buddies. Well, it's he, a, he did it all. Ron, you hunk of garbage. <laughs> it's a rare W this season for Ron Francis and the uh, Kraken, uh, especially for Ron Francis, who really messed up that draft. But uh, you know what? I think that's a great contract. Um, Jared McCann. Oh, I McCann. Think on a Stanley Cup winning team, I think Jared McCann is a high scoring second liner. And that's about what he's getting paid for. I, man, second line centers who are good these days uh, make more than five mil. So uh, it's a real good deal. Good for them. I think it's, it's a really good, good one. Yeah. And you know what? Who wouldn't like to live in Seattle? Yeah. Uh, like pretty it's sweet. pretty sweet. I don't know enough about it. Um. So let me ask you this. Marissa sort of sold it. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> sounds sure. Good. sure right. Sounds awesome. I want to. I want to throw a wild idea at you. Mm-hmm. See what? I Bill Garen. Bill Garen. Oh, I was kidding. Oh, no. good for you. Michael Russo of The Athletic believes the Wild should consider acquiring defenseman Shea Weber's contract from the Montreal Canadiens to help relieve their looming cap crunch. Minnesota faces buyout penalties of 12.7 or more, 12.7 million or more in the next three seasons. After cutting ties with Suter and Parise last summer, uh, his $7.857 million could free up enough space for them to re-sign restricted free agent Kevin Fiala or even make a splash in free agency. Also unrestricted on the uh, the Wild this summer will be Nick Bustad and Nico Sturm, as well as Alex Goligoski and Jordy Ben. They have lost eight of their last 10. They are still in the playoff race, but they have lost eight of their last 10. And this is a team, objectively, that was supposed to be very good. They are currently $2.3 million over the cap ahead of the deadline. Oh, sorry. No, I'm wrong. They're under $2.3 million ahead of the deadline. Okay. Wow. Okay. I think that's genius. Okay. Oh, yeah. And they got the university kid who mm-hmm. they're talking about trading. Jack McBain, I, I think, think is his name. Yeah. McBain. They don't have him signed. So if they trade him somewhere, there has to be some sort of agreement where the other team can sign him. Else you're trading an asset that you don't have. Okay. So Bill Guerin just got there. Um, but... Those two buyouts were the wild swinging for the fences. 
And we all said, okay, the mm-hmm. Wild are going to be extremely good. Yep. And they got a window here. Yes. Until a world of hurt. Yep. Which is next year. What if they whiff on the window? I know Bill Guerin just got there, but like, it's, it's a conversation worth having. Like, listen, they could bounce back. This could just be a slump. They bounce back and then their contenders come playoff time. But if they drop, if they start falling into like the wild card, losing the first round, don't look good in the first round. At what point does it cost him his job? Yeah. You made a huge bet, a huge bet, and were extraordinarily wrong. That's tough. I don't know how you recover from that. The Suter buyout at the time was like, like I got the Parise one. I understood that. I was surprised he did both. But yeah, Suter didn't make sense unless they like actually didn't want him in the dressing room. Because he's still a good player. I think they came as a pair. I think it was one and two. They lead. They lead the team. Well, and Fair enough. And worth noting, uh, Suitors Minnesota Wild, uh, not Minnesota Wild. Sorry, force of habit. Dallas Stars on fire. Are... Yep, they won like five. They lost, I think, last night. But before that, I think it was like five in a row. With Jason Robertson's back-to-back hat tricks. What an unbelievable player! So the Stars, up, Nikki Bob, have sixty-seven points in the second wild card spot. Uh, the Wild sixty-nine. In the East, like it's it, we're basically just figuring out who goes where. The playoff picture is over. In the West, oh no 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 no. <laughs> so no no, we got quite a lot of work. So I was talking about the wild card picture, not actually knowing uh, how close the race is. Uh, the Wilds could be in a wild card spot by the end of the week. The they cap- could also be in second. The cap situation <laughs> is so funky because you go up. You, you're adding an $8 million player who doesn't play for you because the buyout penalty, the dead cap, is going from $4.7 million to $12.7 million next season. Mm-hmm. So you're adding $8 million. But it, we, we can't say that they can't build a good team $8 million under the cap. Mm-hmm. Like There's enough pieces there in Minnesota that you hope that the guys who are there right now who are playing to a playoff position are capable of continuing this play without with adding an $8 million player just against the cap. Yeah. You know, so that's that's what I guess Bill Guerin's banking on. That they can do it just with a little less resources and money. And also, it's a good team. Do they have to shed sal- I don't know what their cap situation is right now, but are do they have to shed salary to fit that extra 8 million dollars? Just like somebody have to go out cuz they'll be too far over if they keep the current roster. This is why like capologists in the league make the money that they do. Because Fridge was talking about this in 32 Thoughts. Oh, yeah. Should they acquire Shea Weber so that they get the extra space, like you said? Mm -hmm. Uh, People told him, well, no, it's a pain in the ass. It's actually not worth doing. Mm -hmm. And he should actually go to a team trying to hit the floor instead. Okay, so what the... Then what do you do? Mm -hmm. Arizona, like, they probably want Shea Weber just so they don't have to pay as many people because they're not going to have as many guys on their roster. But, like, with Minnesota, I guess, like, Goligosi coming off the books, that's five. Bukestad, 900. Jordy Ben, there's 900. Like, I guess there's enough. Victor Rass coming off, but there's another buyout penalty. So you you kind of reach 8 million just by default, but you also have to pay guys. Here's why those don't count. 
you have to replace them with players making league minimum. Yeah. Yes. That's their problem. That's yes. the situation Bill Garrett yeah. has put them in, where they have to take on $8 million of just no money. Yeah. So when you see a player making 900000 come off the books, at best, your team is saving $150,000 on the cap. Mm-hmm. At best. Because you have to have a body to play hockey. <laughs> you have to have a human being, <laughs> unless your team plays shorthanded every night, which is an option. Yeah. You can't, I don't know. It, it's, you go 11 and seven, It's going to be very interesting to see this. I I don't know how you wiggle your way out of this one. Now, next year we could be talking at this time, apologizing to Bill Guerin, the same way we just apologized to Don Waddell. Yeah. Next year? A, pff, a couple months. Yeah. yeah. Zucker. I don't know Zuccarello's deal doesn't go up, but Kevin Fiala needs that RFA deal you mentioned off the top. Like that's going to be more than and he 5. is 1. their second best player. He's on fire. Yeah, all Kevin Fiala does is score goals. They yeah. better be busy bees. Um, uh, Claude Giroux has not given the green light uh to be traded yet. Uh, remember that March seventeenth will be his thousandth game in Philadelphia. And somebody actually messaged me and said, "Hey." Should they do the silver stick presentation before that game, or do they have to let him play it first? And I think you have to let him play it first because he's got to take a shift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and then yeah, we'll talk about that. Okay, just, good. just don't worry, guys. <laughs> I, I got, got a, I got a lineup. I have I got a lineup. Excited. Um, and so that then the question becomes: If you're Claude Giroux, do you wait for them to do the silver stick presentation, and then say you could trade me now? Because here's the problem. Um, the NHL trade deadline is Monday, the 21st, March 17th is game 1000. Doesn't give you a lot of chance to do that. Hmm. I think I have a solution. What's the solution? Uh, because, okay. You said March 17th is supposed to be his thousandth game. The next game is Friday, but they're in Ottawa. Uh The following game is Sunday, March 20th. Against the Islanders. So that's the day before the trade deadline. Okay, I got it. Trade them to the Islanders. (laughs) (laughs) The Islanders don't want Claude Giroux. No, he'll be in town. (laughs) There's a, you get to have your cake and eat it too. There it is. I think what you do. I get it. So, so his he needs four more games to hit a thousand, well, right? Yeah. So he so, needs the pred, it's the Predators game on Thursday, March seventeenth. So that day they could do it. No, but he's got to play the game first. Yeah. It's nine hundred ninety nine. Okay. What? So we're Ooh. we're debating as to whether he's gonna make it from the, trade him to Nashville. The ceremony to the ice. He has to. No, no, you can't trade him to Nashville because he's got to play his thousandth game with Philly. Right. And then if he gives you the green light to trade him, he might say. Well, I want my silver stick, Look which, you. you know what? At a thousand games for the Flyers who have been awful this year, I think he yeah. deserves. That means that he would get it in the afternoon, 2 p.m., Sunday, March 20th. And the then, next day is the trade deadline, literally 20, 25 hours later. Those are two solutions. You okay. can do that. Here's, here's what's really tough, though. We all saw Wayne Simmons' silver stick, and it had the amount of games he played with the Kings and mm-hmm. with the Flyers. And with the Devils and the Sabres and the Preds. <laughs> and Jeru's stick would say would be the Flyers logo. Nine, nine, nine. I know. You can, I think, no. the, the tra- letting him do the stick ceremony on the Sunday mm-hmm. uh, with the Flyers versus the Islanders at, uh, at home, and then you trade him that day. That's a solution. You could do that you and hun- have a deal in place. You could, you could 100% wait till the Monday. So here's the issue. Just do that. Okay? So you got a guy who wants, who wants Jeru, okay? Sure. I'm GM. I want Giroux. Yeah. But then I I have another player who's comparable who I'm going to now spend the assets that I had agreed to on Giroux and the deal disappears. Then what? If you're the Flyers, you need to get that deal. What if he gets hurt? What if no, he gets hurt? You, you can sit him out. 
you can sit at once he hits that thousand the four games from now on on the 17th versus the preds you can sit him out versus the sens and the you islanders can. and then you trade him on the monday the other option and i don't know how much you guys like this is yeah. you could do the silver stick presentation after at the conclusion of the predators flyers game the problem with that nope. is the Flyers might lose that, yeah, no, no, no. and probably will. You can't do ceremonies after. That. You That's can't not an option. Force players to spend more time in a rink yeah. than Necessary. they're already committed no. to. Also, also, the fans leaving. Like, no. yeah. there's a reason you do it before. One of the most agonizing ceremonies ever is the Leafs got their asses kicked like six two by the Blackhawks, and then had like an hour long ceremony to say goodbye to Maple Leaf Gardens. <laughs> they got killed that night. And then had a ceremony after getting killed. <laughs> and then they it said, was terrible. this will be the produce aisle. That's true. And they, I remember it as a kid and I was like, this is unnecessary. Did they bring in the broccoli? Did they bring in the tomatoes? Did they say this will be the produce aisle and, and this will be the bread? <laughs> Stop it. Yeah, is that they what started, they did? That's what they did at the end of the game? We will put the, the tuna seats. by the by the set of rice dot so people can drop tuna on the yeah. set of rice. Just, yeah. Just, which is what they did. I don't know if they still do it. By the way. You know there's like a chip fight between Frito-Lay and Loblaws in, in, in Ontario right now? I'd be no. happy to mediate it. Okay, so so essentially Frito-Lay, which is owned by PepsiCo, wants to raise their prices. And all the other grocery stores said, sure, okay. And Loblaws, which is the biggest one in Ontario, said no. And they said, we're going to charge the original price. And they said, but then PepsiCo said, but we've actually raised the price and there are chips. And Loblaws said, well, we won't buy them. And PepsiCo said, that's fine. And so now when you go to Loblaws, all you get is President's Choice chips throughout the entire aisle. All of the, and they, they, Frito-Lay owns everything. Mm -hmm. All the chips. So it's pretty. Do they own Doritos? Um, yeah. Oh boy, we got problems. Yeah. No, don't worry. You can buy it anywhere else. Yeah, go somewhere else. Chopper's Drug Mart. You can buy it at like Longo's. You can buy it at, you know, how's Max so Milk. Like you can buy Sobeys? it anywhere. How's Sobeys? How are we doing on Sobeys? Sobeys fine. Sobeys is fine? Yeah. You can't get it at No Frills, though, because No Frills is owned by Loblaws. Why are they refusing to charge the extra price? The um, price? I know that like the grocery industry is super intense about pricing, um, and that's all I know about it. But I know there's like huge fights going on behind the scenes. If anybody cared, uh, at all times there's these huge like negotiations that take place when any anybody wants to uh, raise a price on their item. The chip lobby, you know, it's imagine it. The chip lobby would be pretty strong. Because yeah. here's the thing, too. You're also potentially, I don't know if there's still, I don't even know if there's still Pepsi in the stores, right? Because oh, they could say, yeah. oh, we're just not going to sell you Pepsi either. You can't have any of our brands. Right. Wow. Uncut bronze. Uncut wow. bronze. Yeah, it's crazy. You, that was shoehorn. Yeah, that, that was shoehorn. Was, but he that tried. Wasn't he tried. Relevant. He's been looking for a few <laughs> I'm shows. I'm not done my coffee yet. He's been looking for a few shows and he found it. He found it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I don't even remember that lady's name. Um, I loved I loved uh, Elliot Friedman's take on uh, Simeon Varlamov. He said it's foolish to guess what Lou Lamorello is up to, but there is increased chatter around Simeon Varlamov. One year left, five million dollar cap hit, four million in cash. He's got a no trade that covers half the NHL, so that's probably all the Canadian teams, Buffalo, and all the teams that see some snow. <laughs> I would think probably um, teams are petrified of admitting that they're actually talking to the Islanders too, which is hilarious. He said, if it happens, I'm not convinced it will be Edmonton because Edmonton is in the market for a goalie. Um, this is an interesting idea. Are, that free are, are Still Varlamov? Do you want to still continue on Varlamov? If I remember off the top of my head, Varlamov has awful numbers. So I don't know why anybody would want him. I know. I think he has the... like three wins on the season I, or something disgusting. I, I was tweeting about the Leafs goaltending woes and one of the, um, one of the Islanders fans were like, we yeah. can give you a gently used Simeon Varlamov. He's got a 9-11 save percentage. He's 3-12-1. 
Yeah, the Isles suck. The Isles do suck. Like, they can't yeah. score. They can't yeah. score. Nine eleven save percentage makes sense with the Isles. The nine uh, two nine zero GA. He's all. He's allowing almost three goals a game. Mm-hmm. Dude, they're a bad team. The yeah. Islanders have got to get. They literally Which is so strange. They have to sign a goal sto- a goal scorer this offseason. They have to sign two probably. Yeah. I don't know how they. They went need like from sixty more goals next. Arguably year. the best, the, the second best team in hockey over the past two seasons to this. They stopped scoring. Everly left. They never did. All right. Everly left. <laughs> yeah. And Everly... Barzal's been injured. Yeah. Yeah. So there's they your sixty goals. They weren't good with them. I, I know. Maybe but, it's just the start of the season. But remember, remember, like if you take any team and you and Everly's good for what twenty five to thirty. He's yeah. Barzal's good for twenty five to thirty. Take sixty goals out of any team. Where are they going to be? And the Isles, who already didn't score, that's going to exacerbate that problem. If Barzal can get healthy and they can find another 30-goal score, I'm sure they'll be fine. Man, Mike Hoffman's deal is probably up. You can go sign him. The Jordan Eberle trade tree is still one of my favorites I ever made. Why? I highly recommend you go watch it. Because it's... Um, they, you ever... Uh, anyone who's ever had acne, mm-hmm. what do your parents tell you? Don't pop it. And the Oilers popped it, and then they kept picking at it. <laughs> the every trade, they, it's like the paperclip to a house urban legend with eBay, except they started with a house. <laughs> like, they just got worse and worse and worse. And, like, every player's career improved when they left Edmonton. It was so bad. It was, they got Jordan Eberle for Ryan Strom. And then they got rid of Ryan Strom, who is perfectly fine in New York. Who, and I think they got him for, like, Ryan Spooner. And they just, I don't know. I think now they have a paperclip. Um, Elliot Friedman, too. And I love when journalists do this. Sometimes, and most of the time, actually, people on TV and, and journalists in hockey, I can't speak for other sports, are more creative than the general managers who run the game. Far mm-hmm. more creative. They're the ones who actually come up with the ideas. And oftentimes, the GMs are like, oh, I hadn't really thought about that. I don't know. Maybe I'll take that idea. This is one you should take. Um, and this specifically pertains to P.K. Subban, but, uh, but I think you could use this on other players as well. He said, it's going to be tough for the Devils to trade P.K. Subban and is that $9 million cap hit. However, the actual cash this year for him is $2 million. With more than half of it already paid, does it make any sense for Subban in New Jersey to just try the same thing? Terminate the cap together. So you, the, the huge cap hit is gone. And then he can just sign wherever he wants. Now, this happens in the NBA all the time. Mm-hmm. They have a luxury to hard cap, which is mm-hmm. where I want the NHL to go anyway. But why can't you do that? If a player says, I'll do it, and the team says, I'll do it, and the contract's expiring anyway, now, the, the, I'm sure the NHLPA wouldn't love that at the beginning. But PK being PK, you're going to sign him for whatever money he's owed. Wouldn't that make a lot of sense? There's two reasons the hard cap is in place for the NHL. The two reasons are to keep teams from spending stupid amounts of money. And for competitive balance. Um, which one is more important to the league? Uh, spending too much money. Because if they cared about, if they actually cared about uh, teams being competitive with each other, they'd be more competitive with each other. Right. So, <laughs> from, a, from a financial standpoint, um, I could, like, Subban should be asking for this. This makes a ton of sense for him, and he'll probably go and get two million bucks somewhere. Mm. He's worth at least that, for God's sake. From a competitive standpoint, no! All 31 other teams should be screaming bloody murder if the Devils are able to just wipe out nine million bucks from their cap. 
absolutely not. So, I think you should be able to do it. I think you should be able to. I'm not saying they can, to, but I think you should be able to. I think you should be able to. Like, it's if the like player the agrees to deadline it. fun again. For God's sakes. It's, uh, okay, I'm, I, did Subban sign his deal? When did he sign his deal? He signed it on, uh, 2014-2015 season. Okay. Uh, P.K. Subban signed an eight-year, $72 million contract with the Montreal Canadiens on August 2nd, 2014. So he signed it after um, they came up with the new rules after the lockout. He makes $6 million, or He already got his $6 million signing bonus from the Devils. He's got a $2 million salary, half of which is paid. Yeah, man. Um, I mean, here's where it doesn't matter. Uh, the Devils are not competitive. If this was a contending team wiping mm -hmm. nine million bucks from their cap, absolutely scream bloody murder. Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's the Devils. Who cares? Mm -hmm. Who cares? Like that nine million bucks isn't going to do them any favors. Um, you know, it might help them accrue assets by acquiring shit deals. Um, but you know what? You're selling me on this. You're selling me on this. This is kind of interesting. Well, I, I think, you know, again, it's it's a, it's less about the cap because that New Jersey is next to a big market, but New Jersey's not a big market club. No. And is the amount of money this would save them worth it? I think it would I think it would allow PK to get onto a team where he could go and win a cup. And I, I look at it like this. Look at the real money on the deal. The real money in the deal for the entire season was two million bucks. Every small market team, except for maybe the Coyotes, can afford that. So, the, what what are they? They're mutually terminating. This isn't a buyout. They just both walk away from each other. Yep. Right. So in the NBA, that's their buyout deals. Right. So like Boogie Cousins would get bought out by whoever. Or Dragic was the one then, that uh, Fridge yeah. used. Yeah. So he just bought out, and now he's free. So I think why can't you have midseason buyouts and then just have if he's expiring at the end of the year. Then just don't make the cap hit doesn't count. Yeah, just don't make him, don't make your buyout penalty continue in next year if he's a UFA. Just let him buy it out and pay it out. It's him lighting something like I don't know three hundred and fifty thousand dollars on fire, yeah. but someone else will give it to him, mm -hmm. right? And if not, he can just go into podcasting. I'm sure he'd do really well at that. Yeah, I, apparently I, I hate him. He's so good. <laughs> His the PK Subban podcast. I don't even know if he still does it. It was really good. I yeah. hate him. He uh, I was on his podcast with um, right. What was the name of the kid? Um, uh, Jerry Bruckheimer. Was That's name? bizarre. <laughs> I forgot that was over the really pandemic, bizarre. wasn't it? You sure guys was. did you guys did a home at home? Was he not in something of yours? For yes. Sportsnet? Yeah, he no, no, no. I think it was for my channel. For your channel? Oh, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. we raised some money for him, did we not? We did. No, that's not why he did it. But oh. yeah, that's cool, man. No, I forgot about he, that. He did something with me because he wanted to boost the numbers on his channel, which is fucked. Right. He's got good numbers too. <laughs> if there's a situation where a player is not a trade asset and because their cap hit is too high, a team should be al allowed to midseason buy out a player. Like that just seems like a reasonable thing mm -hmm. that other leagues have, and you should just be able to terminate a contract and buy them. Mm -hmm. By the way, there not? are very few situations in the NHL where this would make sense. This is one of them. Though. Yeah, and but so there should be a rule for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the NFL you just cut guys <laughs> like non. Well, that's contract. wrong. That shouldn't get, happen. Get it the should... hell out of here. We don't want you. Yeah, anymore. yeah. There should be like some sort of thing where there's a deal in place, 
and the and the NHL allows it and it protects the player, and then the PA can be happy too, right? The rest of the yeah. Being a hockey fan and then learning how the NFL works is like, oh, it's this crazy. whole league should be illegal. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, it's kind of nuts, right? <laughs> like, oh, not only they cut you, you don't even get two weeks severance. You're gone. Yeah. There's a happy medium between where the NFL is and where the NHL is. Where mm-hmm. you, we could just allow some rules where yeah. guys could, should be able to go and the be an NHL asset. is is like what happens what happened in society before they allowed divorce. Like it's just <laughs> you're just <What>? sorry <laughs> you signed the contract you're stuck. Enjoy it, sleep in it. It's like okay, well we can we can allow some separation, can't we? Uh, the play is under review. All right. I thought it was a good one. Um, <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Uh, moving on here. Uh, by the way, PK, if, if you ever want to do a podcast, I know a great network you should join. Mm. Um, on the last note, before we get That's to the tampering. Is it? Yeah, the devils are going to kill you. <laughs> I don't work for the Leafs anymore. So, oh. yeah. Remember, I, I did work for the Leafs for a bit. And so oh. did you. So. What's the name of the, the blue? Blue line. Blue Saski. Line. That's, That's right. Blue. And people were like, you're biased. And I'm like. You yeah. have no idea how biased. <laughs> <laughs> they actually signed my checks. Um, the uh, no, uh, uh, the Coyotes and Phil Kessel. Phil Kessel played one shift, and the Coyotes sent him home on a Learjet to be with his wife, who was giving birth, so his consecutive game streak would remain unbroken. It is now at 956. Wow. One shift in the blowout of Detroit, uh, which was pretty cool. Apparently, you know, all the players were kind of tapping him on the way out. And it was a really good feel-good moment. And then later on in the game, Nick Ritchie pulled Mark Stahl's hair. <laughs> oh, I didn't see Did that. Did you see that? No. Oh, yeah. There was like a fight. And like, well, they were, they were getting into it. And Nick Ritchie has been on a terror. Because, of course, you leave Toronto, you score five points in five games. Why not? He, uh, he got into it with Mark Stahl. And Mark Stahl's got long hair. And there is actual Mike. If you want to check it out, uh, I believe he says, you motherfucker, you pulled my motherfucking hair. <laughs> Okay, so I've made a few snide comments about the Arizona Coyotes throughout the show. Uh, let me just say, this rules. It rules. And it is absolutely the right thing to do. Yep. Um, you know, some people might, you know, when they talk about Phil Kessel's Iron Man streak, they might look at it and go, well, asterisk. No, no. no. He wasn't hurt mm-hmm. and he wasn't a healthy scratch. He's going to be uh, with his wife for the birth of, the, of their child. And uh, he he played. It was mm-hmm. a hard shift. Oh yeah, he got a shot on goal. Yeah, I was looking at him. I'm like, man, you're you're skating way too hard for a game. You know you're leaving. And and he tried. He could have scored. Oh, yeah. yeah, he could have potentially. That would have been a great story too. Imagine. Oh, oh man, it's but, uh, really really cool of the Coyotes to do. And also, he's like the third leading scorer on the Coyotes. They essentially intentionally played shorthanded on the road mm-hmm. and pumped the Red Wings 9-2. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're in who trouble. Is, who is the uh, Red Wings goalie? I well, I mean, there's there. it had to have been both of them. Yeah, yeah. Who was the starter? Nadelkovic. Nadelkovic. Seven goals, yeah. I mentioned that earlier. Yo, where did he go? Like, someone arrest the Monstars. <laughs> there's, there's an exact moment in the season. Like, people always talk about Jack Campbell's splits. Yep, yep. There was a moment where some blue alien just went <laughs> and just sapped all of Nadelkovich's goaltending ability. Mm-hmm. By the way, the Coyotes are worse this year than they were last year. Phil Kessel had 20 goals and 23 assists in 56 games last year. This year, he's got six 28 assists. And 34 points, so it's a little bit less. But tell me he wouldn't be 
an absolutely fantastic addition to some roster going in. And like basically any team. Like, like who we, couldn't benefit from Phil Kessel? We already know that Phil Kessel on a third line eats. <laughs> Just <laughs> eats in the playoffs. Um, and he's going to get dealt. You think he's going to get dealt? Absolutely. I hope he is. I thought he was going to get dealt last year. I'm surprised he hasn't been dealt yet. I guess it's probably because of the cap hit. Also, yeah. I want to throw this out there. Can you believe that that eight-year deal is done? We no. were a podcast when it was signed. Can you believe that Kessel, in order to pull this off, was in Detroit, played a shift, is flying to Arizona, and then is witnessing the birth of his child, and then is flying to Toronto mm -hmm. to play the Leafs tomorrow? Okay, well, now you give him a video tribute and you say congratulations. I know they've already given him one, but... I think you give him a round of applause when that baby is born and just for him and his family. It's That's just, the classy thing to do tomorrow. Just, God, I love Phil. Phil Kessel's a hero in this city. I don't think Man, any casual Only to some of us. <laughs> Are you, do you think guys hate Phil? Fans hate Phil? I, I think for the, the wrong reason. I think, yeah. yes. I think the generation above us hates Phil Kessel. Oh, I think they didn't like his, his attitude or perceived attitude. And I think that the Leafs were so fucking bad. And he was the only name, along with Dion Phaneuf, that you could pin it on. Because mm. it's like, the Leafs are bad. Who am I going to pin it on Tim Brent? He's not going to be here next year. It's, it, it's, what the Leafs did to Phil Kessel is the equivalent of trying to build a team around William Nylander. Yeah. <laughs> he's good. He's, he's really good. But because we made him the guy, the team was bad. Mm-hmm. And it's his fault somehow? It's not his mm. fault, too. It's How not. is it his fault? He was great. I mean, look at some of these numbers. I'll just run you through with the Leafs. Please. First season, 70 games. That's when he came off his last injury. Uh, shoulder surgery. So the Leafs started that season. What did they start it before he got there? 07 and fun. That's right. He had 55 points, 30 goals in 70 games. He had 30 goals that year. The oh next my God. year, 2010-2011. What do you remember about the 2010-2011 Leafs, Steve? They were shit. He had 32 goals that year and 64 points. What do you remember about the 11-12 Leafs, Steve? They were good and then were shit. 37 goals and 45 assists, 82 points. What do you remember about the 12-13 Leafs? They were deeply flawed, but they won a lot of games, and then I can't remember how it ended. 48 games, 20 goals, 32 assists, 52 points. The 13-14 Leafs, Steve? 18-wheeler. 37 goals again, 43 assists for 80 points. The next season, his last in Toronto, that would be the Horacek year. 25, 36, and 61. He never, ever scored. Actually, he scored one time below 30 goals, and that was his last season, and they were awful. One time. And dude, his first... No, that's wrong. They had the 48-game season. My apologies. His four seasons in Pittsburgh are so good. Yeah. People only talk about the two playoff runs. Jesse's got his stats up right now. In the first playoff run, potentially robbed of a Calder, only four penalty minutes in 24 games, 22 points, 10 goals. The next year, they win the cup again. 25 games, he has 23 points. And then he doesn't do so hot in the playoffs the following two years, neither do the Penguins, but they're his two best regular seasons as a Penguin, 92 and 82 mm -hmm. points. He's so effing good. Um, and a lot of people are not going to like what I'm about to say. Tell me. When it's all said and done, there's going to be a really, really, really strong Phil Kessel Hockey Hall of Fame argument. I yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that. He's going to hit 400 goals here in the next few games. 1,000 points, 400 goals. Yeah, he's going to hit 1,000. He's going to hit 400. 
He's got two, two cups, which matters big time. And by the way, his runs to those cups, he was a major factor mm-hmm. on those teams. And he was a major factor. He's got 81 points in 96 career playoff games. He had six and seven with the Leafs against a team he couldn't score against. Remember? Mm-hmm. He had four goals, including what should have been the series winner. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But, yeah, he's he's uh, so disrespected. Even look back to his Bruins playoff stats. Yeah, Four games, four points. 11 games, 11 points. Also, the Ironman streak counts for the Hockey Hall of Fame. I don't care how you look at it. It that's, absolutely That's, yeah, a, that's a part of, of your fame. hockey yes. uh, career, and it's an accomplishment. And that should go into no, because Patrick Marlowe played a lot of games, and I didn't <laughs> oh, like that. Under, Said no. underrated people on the internet. The underrated? Iron Man Street counts. Underrated in resume. the Iron Man conversation is Keith Yandel has the active streak, mm-hmm. and Phil Kessel providing or uh, assuming uh, ass- assuming he doesn't get hurt is going to blow by because mm-hmm. Yandel is barely hanging on to a spot. Yeah. right now, uh-huh. um, I believe he's like bottom five in the league and plus minus. So he might be the worst plus minus in the entire league. He's like minus 31. Mm-hmm. Um, Kessel, I mean, he's still a really good contributor in the NHL and should be for several years. It's literally just, will he get hurt? Yep. He can hang around. That's not an issue. He could like, what's his streak? It's at nine fifty-six. You said, uh, I don't have Adam has the number. The streak's going to hit it? over a thousand. Uh, nine fifty-six. Nine fifty-six. There you go. He's, he's going to hit, He's he's going to be in the league for a few more years. And it, like by the time it's all said and done, he could retire in like 2025, 2026. And the last game he missed was in 2009. Stupid. <laughs> we also need a shout out whoever in Arizona faked all his COVID tests. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. You know? You know what? Come Jesse? on, guys. You're right. Let's be real. Oh, it's just a little COVID. Oh. Come on. It's just a little sprinkling. Oh, Phil didn't. No, I didn't catch Omicron You're, at all. You know what, Jesse? <laughs> you know what? Yeah. I just. <laughs> yep. I don't know. Yeah. And they'll that's be like, right. wow, Phil, and you made it through Omicron. And he'll be like, yeah, yeah. I mean, sure I did. Yeah. Um, that's so good. <laughs> Steve Simmons asked him first day back in Toronto on Thursday. Oh, God. How'd you do it? <laughs> I'm just, the Jesse Blake said that. I'm just looking at something else. <laughs> that's a joke. Jesse Blake said that. Steve doesn't like COVID. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> you guys don't think that people would lie about that. Would you? Do you? I just think it's cool that him and Yandel avoided it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Thank you. No, no one ever lied. Uh, Antonio no. Brown knows nothing about lying about COVID. Oh, yeah. So no kidding. Definitely got his vaccine. <laughs> Holy smokes. Okay. Hey, uh, let's get to the press conference, shall we? But now. The Presser SDP. The Steve Dangle Press Conference. I just have something to read here from our mods at Discord. Mm -hmm. Hey, to celebrate 10,000 people on our Discord, the SDPN Discord server, that is, we'll be hosting, and that's uh, Yams and Robert will be hosting a mods cast March 25th. It will be before Jesse's stream, so around 5 p.m. It will be on Discord as a stage event. You can RSVP or just show up. In terms of who you can expect, the Discord admins, Rob, uh, Yams, uh, Butter, Lucy, they're all going to be there. Uh, when you join, you will be muted in on a voice call. So if you'd like to ask a question or something, you're going to be able to ask a question uh, to the one of the mods and say hi, which is kind of neat. So they'll unmute you. You'll be able to actually ask them a question. Um, 
And Yam said there is no game that night, so we are assuming that's 6.30-ish for the stream. Thus, a 5 p.m. modcast makes sense, um, which is kind of cool. And uh, if they'd like to join us, also the link is on the website at sdpn.ca. So our uh, social team kicking ass as always. And by what the way, is that again? That is the um, I believe it's next Friday or no, two Fridays from now, March 25th. And there is no NHL game that night. March 25th. Or, right. or, or, oh. Leafs game. Leafs game. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, um, the other thing you should do is go onto the Discord server if you're into Minecraft. Somebody had the idea to create a SDPN Minecraft server. Mm-hmm. So we're like, none of us play. None of the three of us play. But this, this is so, like, this is where it blows my mind, right? So they, so they go ahead and they do this, which is cool, because we're like, yeah, go ahead. That's awesome. And they created a non-playable Steve Dangle. And what he does is he walks through the Steve Dangle podcast Minecraft zone. Yeah. And he just kind of says hi and looks at your house and then moves on. Ooh. You just, you just, just wander. You just sort of... <laughs> you look like Eric Lindros in NHL 99. Just... It's... <laughs> I just I just walk. Yeah. I uh one of my wife's friends and I went to school together and she uh, supposedly makes fun of the way I walk. Really? Oh. Because <laughs> I just I just sort of saunter around and look at my surroundings. I'm not you a You do do that. I'm not yeah. a go to my destination guy. I'm a uh blue car guy. You are. Steve's Ooh. got time. You know, yeah, he's, he's not got a hurry. Time. Even he's when got I don't. Time. Hey. Even when I don't. Smell the roses. Yeah. Um, that's a really well, good point. Actually, I'm still, I'm, st- I'm still no Adam Wild. What's this, that? This dude was so damaged by his uh, trip to. What, what, was was this when you came back from Halifax or Calgary? Which one? Uh, for what? What we're, trip? We're what driving. We're driving along the Gardner, and you, and you're just looking at the buildings, and you're like, "Isn't this great?" Oh, it was Halifax. And I was like, "No, <laughs> this is the Gardner. <laughs> no, it's not great." Uh huh. But you were just so you know you saw buildings. And you were like, man, look at him. They're let tall. Adam be in his indie movie. Let him, let him reminisce yeah, about the good times. It was my 500 times. Days of Summer. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> Stop Thank hating, you Steve. Yeah. You're right. I just thought it was cool. I'm like, I'm like yeah. I could be broadcasting in any of those like buildings. I thought that was kind of cool. But I'm here. Now yeah. what do you think? Yeah. Here, man. I made it. Do you know what kind of an accomplishment it was to make yeah. it to Toronto at 21 uh, on the air? No, I don't. Do you know how hard that was? No. It's really fucking hard. I dropped out of two schools to make that happen. Damn. It's true. <laughs> You did. I think. Um, also, I want to shout out. There have been a few people on the, the street Kanye lately. Kanye doc is about Adam. It is. <laughs> just me in my basement making beats. Um, I uh, uh, a couple of times now because people are out and walking again in Toronto uh, because it's warming up. A couple of people, including one on Sunday right next to Jax's house, uh, were just saying, "Hey, love the show and that sort of yeah. thing." So if you ever do see us on the street, please say hi. It was really nice to meet him, and uh, he was going for a run. He's far better shape than I am. Way, way better. That's not hard, though. And, uh, and he was like, yeah, I'm just about to put your show on, actually. And hey. I didn't realize that we're a running show. You know how like people have like running playlists and running shows? I wouldn't think we are. Either. I didn't think we were a running no. show, but he, apparently we're a running show. We're a good length. Yeah. For like a lot of things. Going to the gym, mm-hmm. running, Grocery driving, shopping. Grocery shopping. You know what this yeah. is perfect for? SDPN Fan Fridays. I want to know where people watch and listen to the show from. Oh. Like, are we a car driving show? Are we a gym show? Are we a you're studying show? Send us a video of you doing it, too, and listen yeah. to the thing. Not doing it, but doing what you yeah, do when you listen to the show. Yeah. Unless it's that. Pick the guy who came once. Through. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> Please don't do that. <laughs> I'm just quoting Adam uh, from the last show. Yeah. 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 Anyway, shall we do the press conference? Some questions. Yeah, please. I already hit the button. Um, 
This one's from Winter Soldier 31 on our Discord. I thought it was a fun one. So, Steve, you're GM of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Adam, you can be Steve's AGM. Okay. Joe Sackett comes to you, GM of the Colorado Avalanche, and he says, Kale McCarr only wants to play in Toronto. Wow. That's it. He's refusing to play unless he plays in Toronto. Work through me a hockey trade of fair value for both sides that'll move Kale McCarr to the Toronto Maple Leafs. First and foremost, I have leverage. You can only trade him to me. Mm-hmm. You have a yeah, you have a little bit of leverage, yeah. but like your GMs in the NHL, so your buddies. It's a club of no. thirty-two, and you always do good deals with the other GMs. You don't, you never see. Oh, we're going to trade McCarr for a seventh. Like that's not. Ain't no friends, Joe. Ain't no friends. Okay. So you got to be reasonable about this. Put this in reality. Okay. McCarr is going to be in the Norris conversation for a long time. Matthews is going to be in the heart conversation for a long time. They're both, frankly, going to be in the heart conversation for a long time. It's crazy that we're having such a, a passioned heart talk. And Kale McCarr is not in it. And McCarr's not part of it. Yeah. Like, he's, he's absolutely absurd. So, uh, it's certainly not Austin Matthews. So, the only thing I can offer you that's close to fair value for Kale McCarr is Mitch Marner. Um, Sweetener? With with Mitch? Mm, I might offer to retain to make the money match. Mm. Hmm. Uh, and it wouldn't... That's not a lot. That's I don't know what percent of the contract that is, but considering I have the leverage, he only wants to come here. It's uh, a Duncan Keith Edmonton situation. Yeah, so if we're talking, like, if is Kale McCarr the only... It's a little different. It's, yeah, sorry. I just in sort what of way that, are we speaking? I, I mean, I know that's how I know that's how Ken Holland that's saw it. That's how it, it works! I know Ken Holland saw Duncan Keith and, and Kale McCarr and said definitely the same. <laughs> so is Kale McCarr the only part of this deal from the uh, no. Avalanche? No, no, no you got to make no, it work. No, add, add pieces oh, if yeah. you want more. Yeah, definitely add more on the Avalanche side, for sure. Because, <laughs> well, no, no, no. I was just thinking because Marner... For Makar, like, yes, they get this huge upgrade up front, and then mm-hmm. there's this giant uh, v- hole. <laughs> you got to fill it in on, on the back end. I don't. You know what? We're going back and forth here. We're we're negotiating. So I say, <laughs> all right, how close are we? So I want him next week to be like, all right, here's what I want. Oh, you want Joe Sackick to throw it back? Adam, do you want to uh, cosplay Joe Sackick? Gonna pull up the roster man. and offer anything. Ah oh, man, if I'm <laughs> if I'm Sackick and I like it doesn't okay. So here's what I would say. Mm. You're doing the the TikTok. Um. So here's how I look at it. Matthews is the best player in the Leafs. Mm-hmm. Best player on the Avs is McKinnon. Yep. So we're talking about the second best player from each team. McCarr. What's gonna so here's what I want to do. I want to double down because the, the Avs D is pretty good. I want to double down on making the Avs better at what they're good at. So my ask is minimum Mitch Marner, but because he makes eleven million dollars a year, the Leafs have to throw something a, a few more things in. Sandine. Marner Ooh. and Sandine. You gotta have to get a defenseman back. I'll and. throw the phone at your forehead. <laughs> you know, maybe you ask for a Lilligren and a pick. Because Kale McCarr is going to be like I don't know if people realize 
what a what a player this is. Yo, Marner. Same McKinnon. with Marner though. Same with fucking Marner. Marner McKinnon. He's been amazing for the next half decade. That'd be insane. Marner McKinnon Rantanen. Yeah, that's what you know what I mean. Like, if I have to make this deal and Kale McCarr is leaving and he yeah. wants out, then it's like then I'm gonna. He's my second best player, so I'm gonna ask for your second best player. And there's a salary differentiator here, so you're gonna have to. You're gonna. I need it. I need a warm body to play defense, mm-hmm. preferably somebody young. So I ask for Sandine or Lilligren, mm-hmm. and then I get a pick as well, a high pick, a first or a second. Minimum. See, if I'm the Leafs, I'm annoyed you even ask to help bridge that gap on D, though, because you have so many uh, good young defensemen who can potentially help fill that void. You're asking Sam Gerrard to step into a bigger role, which he can. Bowen Byram is a fourth overall pick, and you know, I think once he recovers, he's still got an amazing NHL career ahead of him. I, I, want, I want a counter. I want a counter. I'm offering to whatever the salary retention is. Mm-hmm. I'm offering Marner for Makar. I'll retain to make the money even. You come back to me with what you want. You want to leave it with the discard? So everybody leave in the press the conference discard. questions uh, like channel, oh. come back with us as Joe Sackick in what you're offering but, in reply to Steve. But please have fun with it. Yeah. Don't make this like, oh, yeah, they would never do that. Obviously. No, 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 no. <laughs> Curse out people's mothers. Yeah. DM them. <laughs> yeah. I, I publicly called you an asshole, and I would also like to privately call, call you, you an, an asshole. asshole. <laughs> Any other questions, Jesse? Uh, last thing. This is from Boodles01, Buffalo Sabres fan, because you can specify that on our server. Hmm. More of a comment than a question. For those Leafs fans convinced that the Sabres are going to win the outdoor game on Sunday, mm-hmm. the Sabres have never won an outdoor game. Leafs oh, well, fans, that seals it. Leafs fans are convinced the Sabres will win, but the Sabres fans are convinced that they will lose yet again to a road team in an outdoor game. Yeah, you're this wrong. is going to be a, well, one of you has to win, damn it, kind of game. Oh, it's going to the shootout then. It's definitely going to the shootout. No one's winning because they won. Whose pain is stronger? The Buffalo Sabres never winning an outdoor game or the Leafs kind of going, what are they, just one game under 500? I think they're one and two in outdoor game. Buffalo Sabres fans' pain is more sadistic. Leafs fans' pain is more magical. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, I think... <laughs> to, to get religious about it. Okay. Uh, I think Buffalo Sabres fans' pain is how Christians view hell. Huh. <laughs> And Leafs fans' pain is how the ancient Greeks view hell. I don't... Like Tantalus and Sisyphus and stuff like that, where... Uh, was Which one was it? Sisyphus was the one who had to push the rock up the hill, and he would make progress, and he'd be like, look at me. Mm-hmm. And then the rock would fall down the hill, and he would have to start again. Mm. Whereas, I mean, the other one is just burning in hellfire for all eternity, which that's the Sabres. <laughs> I I <laughs> did this hit. <laughs> this is, this is I I don't I don't know. <laughs> did you go to Catholic school? <laughs> I did. You did. I did. You, went to, you guys, you're Catholic too. Yeah, yeah I went to Catholic. Did you guys? School? You got both. Oh, got we confirmed. both feel terrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you must. Everything be, I've ever done is wrong. Yeah, yeah, God, you must feel so guilty for this show. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, oh, this, dude. <laughs> Roman Catholic Italian mother. I hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what Jesus would want. It is. Yeah. Um. I, I I'm kidding, by the way, for for anybody that's I'm not, I'm not trying to offend anyone here. Um, the, the off the rails. The did you confirm too? Did you do the yeah, confirmation? Yeah, I did confirmation. Baptize all that hoopla. What's your name? 
I don't have. What do you mean? What's your confirmation name? I don't. What's think I that? Have one. What do you mean you don't think you have one? You have to pick a confirmation name. I don't think we did. Oh, I did. It's what? Paul. Oh, you have to uh, pick like one of the saints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, I don't remember that. Isn't that your middle I, name anyway? It, well, it is, and that's why I did it. Some people put a lot of thought into it, uh, and other kids treated it as a joke. So there was a kid in my class who did. Did you know there's a Saint Elmo? <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> there is. There's a Saint Elmo, and so he chose Elmo. Um, I vaguely remember that. How do, I don't know how you remember that. Why is that an important part of your memory? Because I remember everything. It's part of the reason I feel bad. <laughs> All the time. What were we talking about? Doc? So who's going to win on Sunday? <laughs> uh, I, I think... By the way, are you guys going? I am. Are you? Yep. Do you want to go? I could. Why? Wait, what, do you, what do you know on Sunday? Uh, no. Do you have any plans? Did your credentials get approved? Do you want to talk about that? I would. Are yeah. you going? Are we going to talk about that on the show? Well, I don't know the answer. The NHL denied my credentials. Oh, what a shock. <laughs> Steve owes me donuts. I'm not surprised. Steve owes me donuts. Owes I'm not surprised either. Yeah. I think they were like, those assholes? Yeah, yeah no way. No. I put I want, did, they, did they give you a reason? Uh, no. No, not did at all. They, they don't have to give me reason. reasons. Mm. Yeah. I put SDPN as the uh, media affiliate. Oh, it didn't work. Well, let's keep trying. Well, I'm we'll try for the, the draft next, in June. I'm gonna try for like things we couldn't even attend, like the outdoor game in Nashville. Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't what attend that. <laughs> That's weird. Oh, the GM meeting. You probably in Boca get that. Raton. I'm gonna apply. You'll probably get that. I don't think so. so. Like that's not even an automated thing. The NHL like had to review our application and yeah. deny it. Some person hit a button. Uh -huh. right. yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I'm going. Okay. Adam, do you want to go on Sunday? Yeah. What do you have tickets? I have an extra ticket. Wow, really? I have two, I have two tickets. Let me see if, if I can if I can make that work schedule-wise. If the media credential didn't work out, I get to keep the tickets. So wow. I have an extra ticket. I all right. Know. All right. All right. All right. All right. You, can go, you uh one condition. You have to drive. Oh fucker. <sighs> Yeah. Ah! Also, I've heard. You pick me up. I've heard it's <laughs> almost impossible to park down there because there's no parking lot, and you just park in the neighborhoods nearby. And yeah, I've heard it's hell. I Dude. don't think I'm gonna bring my car. Are you, Are you gonna go go train? train it? I haven't decided. Oh. We could all train down together. Are you? Are you? Where we'll are you sitting? The, take the meeting? go train to Aldershot. Are you working? Yeah. It's an Ald It's Aldershot. That's the Aldershot station. Okay. Hamilton. That's the Hamilton stop. Yeah. I don't know, you guys. You ever wake up and go, fuck? Yeah, that's Aldershot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's when, that's when you're supposed to get off at Clarkson and you're, you slept through and you're in Aldershot. <laughs> All right, well, listen, I we'll wrap it up Nashua here. I did that with, with uh, no money and a dead phone when I lived in Scarborough. It was a oh, bad God. time. Wow. So listen, we'll a wrap it up here. A cab driver drove me home in good faith. Oh, <laughs> that's nice. I cannot believe they agreed to do it in retrospect. I wow. was like... Please drive me home, and I'll beg my parents to pay you. Oh, and they nice. did. That's I had, cool. I was like, I had no other way of getting home, guys. It was the last train, too. That's so sweet. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. really nice of them. I had yeah. a buddy that slept on, like, the... It was summer, but he slept outside at the GO train station because... Oh, no. Couldn't afford it. <laughs> oh, God. So, oh, oh, my God. And they, like, they like tell you to leave, and he had left yeah. and then came back. <laughs> He's like, I don't... You know, when you're 19, you have no money. And there's no way to get home. What do you do? But leave to where? Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> so fuck. Anyway, uh, we'll end. wrap it up there. That's the end of the show. But we love you, and we will see you Friday. Woo! It just felt like saying it. That's it. Anything else to add? Alder shop.
Next stop, Aldershot. <laughs> That's <laughs> my favorite one is in the UK. Where it's no, no. What is it? It's called. No. Ah, ah, there's one in the UK. on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle at Adam W-Y-L-D-E and at Jesse Blake. Connection complete.